Hi, everyone. Welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Omaha Joe joined by Josh Crash Davis. Andrew Hansen is on a little bit of a holiday here, so we're running the show for this NFL wildcard weekend. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Josh, we had a phenomenal NFL season in DFS. Mm. We got our feet under us, so I'm excited to get into the playoffs. How are you today? Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited too. We've got um, you know a nice three day weekend here of football games to look forward to. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, it is a little crazy how we have a Monday game to me, but you know it's going to be interesting. So absolutely, yeah. So we'll actually in this podcast we'll cover the Saturday NFL slate, those two games, and we'll cover the Sunday NFL slate, those three games, and we mm-hmm. will be putting out a podcast separately. For the Monday Monday night game, Chiefs and Rams, mainly because they're just so much. Sorry, not Chiefs and Rams, Rams and Cardinals, um, Rams mainly because there's so yeah. much so much news um, yet to come out. But before we jump into the Wild Card Weekend, be sure to like and subscribe to the video. Comment down below. I'm really happy you're here, and we can't kick off the playoffs without talking about the last game of the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah, Raiders Chargers. Josh, that was absolutely crazy. Yeah, that that was that was just insane. It felt like that game was never going to end, but you know, we knew it had to even if it ended in a tie. So, and it almost did. So, the odds that Jacksonville beat Indianapolis to put both teams in that position right. is absolutely wild. Josh, do you buy Derek Carr's comment that they were planning to kneel the ball? He said after the game yeah, I think I think that, you know, with with what Coach Basachi said for the Raiders earlier in the week about how they wanted to win that game, I have a hard time believing that, you know, they were just going to take a knee there. Um, that's just not, you know, you just think about it. We're creatures of habit, and that's just not a habit that you, you would make, you know, that decision right. nine times out of ten. So I just can't see them just, you know, intentionally taking a knee there to, to accept a tie against a division rival on top of it so yeah exactly i mean like you said you know a lot of things could have happened um the kicker could have missed a field goal it would have been cool Mm -hmm. to see a tie but i think it's really easy to make the comment that we were planning to kneel the ball after you won the football game yeah you know what i mean so yeah exactly i mean like imagine if they got in the playoffs and then the chargers came back and beat them in the playoffs and ended their season you know at that point so yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's behind us. We have it set up. Your Packers have the bye. Um, Titans on the other side also have the bye. That's a little weird to me. Um, yeah. Packers, I think, are a little more deserving of that bye. But not to be down on our Tennessee Titans fans, we won't talk about them too much. We'll just jump into the Saturday NFL. We have Raiders at Bengals, five and a half point spread. Over under is 49 points. So that's the first game on Saturday. Second game, we have the Patriots at the Bills in a cold Buffalo weather. It's a spread of four uh, with an over-under of 44. So we'll go position by position, um, and then we'll jump to the Sunday slate and go position by position there. So to kick her off, Josh, um, over on the quarterbacks for the Saturday slate, I love Josh Allen. He's 8,800 on FanDuel, 7,900 on DraftKings. Now, the last time against New England, put 33 points um, Josh Hahn had a great, great outing. He's, his rushing numbers have been up. He's ran for 60 or more rushing yards in four of the last five games. Um, in the playoffs, someone actually broke this down um, over there on next-gen stats. He actually has averages two more carries, about 20 more yards on the ground, 
Hmm. Um, this Bills game is about to be zero degrees with negative weather from the wind chill. The wind chill. So I think this game is going to be a lot of runs on the ground. Um, I think that's the upside for Josh Allen. But I also think, you know, he deals with this cold weather in and out. Um, the Bills throw the third most of any team. They have been running it more in the last seven weeks. Um, Josh, Josh Allen is the priciest QB um, on the board, but I think his efficiency um, and where he is at with his run game, and um, I think he can really just put up a big number here. So I'm on Josh Allen here uh, for the quarterbacks. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I, I like Josh Allen. And if you want to save a little bit of money, you could look at Joe Burrow. He's 7,800 on FanDuel. He's 6,800 on DraftKings. He struggled a little bit in their first matchup in Las Vegas. He went 20 for 29 for 148 yards and a touchdown for only 10 DraftKings points. Uh, but recently he's been playing some of his best football. Uh, yep. Two weeks ago against Kansas City, he completed 30 out of 39 for 446. No interceptions for 37.8 DraftKings points. And the week before that, he had his best game um, of his young career and probably yeah. one of the best of all time. Yeah. Um, 37 of 46, 525 yards passing, four touchdowns for 41 DraftKings points. Um, you know, I, I just think that he's he's in a rhythm right now. He's feeling yeah. good, and I think he's just going to keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over those last two games, thrown 95 times, completed 70% of those passes. Um, the Raiders do go with a lot of single high safety coverages, um, which bodes well for Burrow as well. Um, I think Josh Allen and Burrow are the two QBs that I'm going to go with on the slate. I think you can go either one. Um, yeah. I tend to go Josh Allen um, just because I think because Burrow's cheaper, there might be higher ownership there. Right. Um, so, and, and just how I'm building it out. But I will say I do want to stay away from Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr hasn't had multiple touchdown games. Um, he's had none since week six or sorry, week nine. Um, and he's just not as consistent. Um, yeah. with his fancy points um his basically his ceiling is like a mid-level floor for burrow or allen in the games they're going to have so um i just think the bengals defense is actually pretty stiff as well so i think it's just going to limit um cars upside and i actually think he's going to be high owned as well because he's cheaper and it lets you get to you know you might pay up for both digs and chase um, right if you go renfro but that's just not what i want to do yeah no i agree awesome Josh, moving on to the running backs, um, do you have a favorite option um, over there? Yeah, I do. It's going to be Joe Mixon. Um, he's 8,500 on FanDuel. He's 6,800 on DraftKings. You know, while Burrow struggled in their last matchup, um, they won 32 to 13 in Las Vegas. Joe Mixon had a really nice game that day. He carried the ball a season high 30 times um, for 123 yards and two touchdowns for 27 drafting points. Um, this is a good matchup for Mixon. The Raiders have allowed the six most fantasy points this season. Yep. Pro Football Focus agrees with that. They have him as their second highest projected scoring running back this weekend. And I feel like with the way that the Bengals have been playing lately on offense, you know, we could see them get out to a lead early. And, um, you know, you, you kind of have the Raiders coming in off of a high, and so they might experience a little bit of a letdown and get behind early. And I think that Mixon's going to see another heavy workload. And uh, like I said, the Raiders have just struggled against the run. So I think this is a really good matchup for Mixon. Yep. And I'm not worried about the boys behind Mixon um, because in that last game, you thought, you know, last game of the season, they might, you know, take off the pedal and it was still mm -hmm. Mixon out there. You know, the other guys were doing kick returns. Um, they right. didn't see any touches. So I think Mixon is absolutely locked and loaded. I think he is the trust of the coaching staff. And I, I actually, I think what's really funny is 
at the start of the season for season-long fantasy, and Mixon's kind of had this reputation for a while, was that he's a trap. And you don't mm-hmm. want to go with Mixon because the O-line for the Bengals is so bad, right. um, which is still kind of the case. But um, Mixon is an absolute bell cow. He's been great all season long. Um, I think that's a great option uh, for the running backs. My running back um, that I would like to go to, I also think is could be a more popular option, um, is Devin Singletary. Um, he's 6900 mm-hmm. on FanDuel, 5800 on DraftKings. Um, I think he's one of the best values on the slate. Um, he has had 70% of the snaps over the last five games for the Bills, who are running the ball more. Again, very cold weather in Buffalo mm-hmm. this yeah. Saturday. Um, Moss and Brita just have not been given the same snaps that they were at the start of the year. Singletary has really broken out. He has passing game upside as well. Um, and I say that because the Patriots do have a pretty strong pass defense. With They run two high safeties. Um, again, I think Josh Allen is just so talented and has such a great arm strength that – that's fine um, that the pages do have that good of a defense, but I think that bodes well for Singletary. Um, the workload he's getting is really insane. Um, and he's just cheaper than a couple of the other main running backs. So Josh, are you also liking Singletary? Yeah, I do. I, I think that he's kind of had that same label that you talked about with Joe Mixon, you know, right. it's like, you don't want to play Singletary. He's going to be a bust. It's a trap, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff has been said about him, but recently he's really started to kind of come into his own. And I think that, the Bills are feeling more and more confident that they can rely on him. So, yeah, I do like yeah. Singletary. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mixon and Singletary will be a popular one-two punch at the running back spot. I like going in additional running backs in the flex, mm-hmm. um, mainly in cash games because they're just guaranteed yeah. touches, right? So yeah. um, I'll talk about just real quickly. Um, there's Damien Harris and Josh Jacobs. Those would be the other lead backs here. Um, mm-hmm. Damien Harris is 7,500 on FanDuel. Josh Jacobs is 7,200 on FanDuel. So Harris is higher. However, it's a different story in DraftKings. Jacobs is 6,600 on DraftKings. Damien Harris is 6,400 on DraftKings. So a little flip-flop. Um, you don't see that all too often. Um, yeah. Damien Harris has had 12-plus fantasy points in the last five games. He's the goal line back. He has scored eight touchdowns in that span. But he's only capping out about 12 to 15 carries, mm-hmm. um, which is a little upsetting. Um, you would love to see him be the bell cow, but you have – Stevenson and, you know, right. Golden back there. And Stevenson was knocked down uh, quarter one of last week. So I expect him to get up to about a 50% share. Um, so I think that knocks down Damon Harris's ceiling, but because he's the goal line back and once again, a freezing game, I actually think Damon Harris is a really good play as well as Josh Jacobs. Um, mm-hmm. Cause Josh Jacobs had about an 86% carry share in the yeah. last game against the chargers. The Raiders, like you said, very much made it well known that this is a playoff game for them. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that Josh Jacobs was the bell cow, you know, Barber didn't really get any touches. Um, the one knock on Jacobs is Pritchard Barber ran more routes than Josh Jacobs for the first time that, in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran 16, Jacobs ran 12, um, and then Jacobs only got targeted on four of those 12. So the passing upside is a little less for Jacobs. Um, there's no passing upside for Damian Harris. Basically what I'm trying to say is I think either is fine for a third spot in your flex um, yeah. in the game scripts. They're an important part of both of these offenses. I would go with the cheaper one on each side, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we go back to when the Patriots and Bills played the first time, you know, in that crazy game where the Patriots threw the ball like three times <laughs> all game, <laughs> right. uh, it was, it was, you know, cold and windy. And yep. if it's going to be similar conditions on Saturday, 
you could see Harris, you know, getting a lot of those those big runs like he had um, yeah. in, in that first matchup. So Yeah, absolutely. I think you follow ownership and you give a slight edge. I would just pick the person that's under-owned. And I actually wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see Damian Harris being under-owned on both sites. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even with him being higher on FanDuel, even with being less on DraftKings, he could be the lower-round play. So, yeah. absolutely. Josh, let's kick it over to the wide receivers. Um, who are you going with there? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Stefan Diggs. You know, even though I have Joe Burrow as my quarterback, I am looking at Stefan Diggs over Jamar Chase. Uh, he had a nice game against the Patriots in their Week 16 matchup in New England. He was targeted 13 times. He had seven catches yeah. for 85 yards for 21 and a half DraftKings points. Um, he scored a touchdown in three of his last four games. So, you know, Allen's obviously got a nice chemistry going go, going with Diggs right now. And um, the Patriots have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but I just, for a pay-up option, I just prefer him over Chase. Um, I think that he'll be lower owned than Chase. And Cincinnati has three really good wide receivers for Burrow to throw to. Uh, In their first matchup, the Raiders held Chase to three catches for 32 yards. So I definitely prefer Diggs over Chase um, in this slate. And uh, I, I won't be surprised at all if he puts up better numbers. Yeah, that's funny, Josh. I swore you were going to go chase there, but you're thinking the same way I'm thinking. I think it's a lot easier to get to the second and third wide receivers of this Bengals offense yeah. than to get the second and third wide receivers of the Bills offense. Um, and I think you made a, make a great point right now. Um, chase is projected for 70% ownership, mm. where Diggs is only at 40%. Um, and to me, Diggs is more solidified with his yeah. target share. I mean, I feel more confident saying Stefan Diggs is going to have a 30% target share um, where Chase is actually the second um, highest target share on his team behind Higgins. Um, wow. So so I think Diggs is definitely just a safer play there. Um, I'm more confident, I, I suppose, in Diggs. Um, but that gets me to T. Higgins, and that's the guy I really like um, as my wide receivers. He has the highest target share and highest targets per game on this team. Um, and Higgins does great in man-to-man matchups, which is what the Raiders rock with. So I think it's a lot easier to get to a Diggs Higgins um, wide receiver matchup there, um, then to pay it for Chase and then to find to either also pay it for Diggs or find, um, a, you know, a mid tier guy. Um, I just think those two really bode well together um, and it could be a popular play. I think Tiggy Higgins is on a lot of people's radar. Um, but Josh, if you and I are both on fading Jamar Chase um, for the upside on Diggs, I think that gets us pretty different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And for my second guy, for the value play, I'm looking at, he's only 4,500 over on DraftKings. It's Jacoby Myers. And um, this yep. is a guy that Andrew likes to roster a lot, and he's usually very low-owned. I've noticed that every yeah. time he's rostered him. Um, he's been targeted eight or more times in his last four games, and uh, he did have six catches for 59 yards for 11.9 DraftKings points. Not a huge game production-wise, you know, for Myers in their last matchup, but at only 4,500, you know, it's good value. Uh, helps you get to a lot of the other plays that we like. So I definitely think that Myers is going to be a key play. Yeah, I think Myers has flew under the radar all season long. Um, and that's actually given us a lot of our wins. Excuse me, a lot of our wins here at DFS Coach Talk yeah. uh, with some sneaky Myers plays. So I love that. Um, for me, I'm going to look to my second wide receiver on the Raiders side of the ball, and it is not Hunter Renfro. Um, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro only played 60% of the snaps last week with Darren Waller being back. He's only played 65% of the snaps in the last in three straight games. Um, and the reason he is so priced up is because his red zone targets are insane. Yeah. I think he's sixth on the league in red zone targets. 
Um, but I don't really want to count on that because he's out on the field 60% of the time. A value Raiders receiver that I'm going to look at is Zay Jones. Um, he's had seven-plus targets in five straight games with the Raiders. Um, now, Zay Jones does win a lot downfield, and I respect the Bengals' safeties. Um, however, his price tag being around 5K on both mm. sites, if I have a five-catch, you know, 50-yard, um, and on top of that, a score from Zay Jones – Right. Um, he still gets targets in the red zone um, and he's out there for more snaps than Renfro. So mm-hmm. um, I think Zay Jones it can, is a great play. Um, I think he still matches up well and he can get you, um, you know, that might be a difference maker. I think these value guys um, are really going to have to be the deciding factors in their lineups, Josh. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Moving on to tight end. Um, I love Dar- Darren Waller. He's 6,300 on FanDuel. 5,700 on DraftKings. He's only had two receptions that last game, but he played his full-time route, full-time role, full-time snaps. Um, and that's fine with me. You know, he had to kind of bump some rust off the wheels, um, mm-hmm. you know, but he, uh, but I'm happy that he played his full workload. That gives me confidence rostering him up. Um, his price is not to bat an eye at. Um, you would be like, he's the number one price tight end, but he should be 7K on yeah. DraftKings. Like he really should be way up more. Um, he's playing 90% of the snaps. Um, I just think Waller is a plug and play for me. I don't know. Um, maybe I go different if I'm going in the Allen stack and I, you could look at Knox. Um, but I really will probably always be going with Waller. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And, and here's the thing he got, you know, he only got two catches on Sunday night but he was just trying to get himself reasserted into the offense. Right. When I say that he had two catches, he still had nine targets. So right. he still saw a heavy target share. Um, going up against the Bengals, you know, he – he um, last time they played in week 11, he had seven catches for 116 on eight targets for 21.6 drafting points, which is obviously more of what we expect from Waller. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like with his injury, we are, like you said, getting a little bit of a discount here for him below 6K at 5,700. And yep. the Bengals have allowed the six most fantasy points to tight ends. So good matchup, good price, definitely a solid play. Great call. Great call. And I think for defense here, um, I would probably just stick with the favorites in both games. Um, just depending on your build, I really think you can go either. Um, priority would be Bills. Um, second priority for me would be, would be Bengals. Yeah. No, I agree. The Bills have allowed the fewest points per game at home of any team this season at 16.6. Their last four games at home, they allowed 10, 13, 14, and 14. So very solid defense at home, really the best in the league at home. And um, the Patriots, while they were top 10 offense, they were only 15th away from Gillette Stadium. So they're they're more of an average offense on the road. Absolutely. I think you can actually make that point too. You know, depending on your defense, if you, you know, pick the Bills as your defense – you might want to go with Josh Jacobs as your third right. running back if you're going to give one. You know, you go Bengals, you go Damian Harris. You know, you want to kind of align that. You don't want your top defense to be going against, you know, your running back. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of counterproductive. So, yeah. Awesome, Josh. Great. Well, that wraps up the Saturday um, NFL. Um, if you're pausing here and jumping off the pod, um, you know, come back Sunday. Um, but if you want to stick around and really get prepared for the weekend, then we're going to jump right into it. But first, Want to talk about some of our membership options? You can see scrolling down at the bottom. Come check us out at dfscoachtalk.com. Become a member. We you can do three days for ten dollars. We have five day passes. Um, you know, perfect for an NFL weekend. The three day one as well. 
jump in here for the wildcard weekend, give us a try, and then you're going to stick around because we've had so many folks do that. They yeah. jump in for a weekend. They win much more 10x ROI on those $10 they put in. Um, you right. get to talk to us all the time. You get a DraftKings clipboard, full FanDuel lineups, um, full Yahoo lineups as well. Um, and it's just a great community we have in here. Josh, anything I missed there? No, I think that's it. Now we do have a we do have a four. Oh, we do. Yeah, the four sport special. I think it's called. Yeah, absolutely. Best deal we have going on right now. Um, the four sport special. Again, check it out. DFSCoachTalk.com. Um, it is a discount that you'll get depending on when you sign up. Um, but it is by day um, and the amount of sports you're going to get. Um, it is our cheapest option. So definitely go jump on that. Um, check us out at dfscoachtalk.com mm-hmm. and Twitter um, right there at dfscoachtalk. Awesome. Josh, we'll jump into Sunday NFL. Uh, but we have three games, the Eagles versus the Buccaneers, about an eight and a half point spread. The 49ers versus the Cowboys, our closest spread um, of three points. And the Steelers versus the Chiefs, a 12 and a half point spread big one biggest one of the wild card wild card weekend so um those are what we got lined up for sunday josh let's jump right into it who is your favorite quarterback play for sunday yeah i'm definitely looking at patrick mahomes um 8700 on fanduel 7400 on DraftKings. you know in their game a couple weeks ago he was 23 for 30 for 258 with three touchdowns for 22.3 DraftKings points but travis kelsey was out that game and tyree kill was really barely used so I think that he could put up some some real big numbers um, Sunday night. And um, I, just, I just feel like he's due for a breakout game at home on a Sunday night in prime time. You know, just kind of the stars are aligning here for him, in my opinion, with Kelsey back and Tyreek Hill, you know, more involved in the offense I expect this time. So I think that he'll be the highest scoring quarterback this weekend is my projection for him. And, um, you know, I just I just really think that he's the best play on the slate. Yeah, I think playoffs is when, uh, as a Broncos fan, Broncos fan, I know this, uh, playoffs are when the Chiefs crank up the dial yeah. um, and they really take it serious. So you have a couple injuries to look out for on the Chiefs' side. Hill did, Hill did not practice today, um, but um, that gives more, you know, looks to Kelsey, Hardman, Pringle, and the Steelers um, just, I they squeaked into the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. No offense to our Pittsburgh folks, but a 12 and a half point spread is pretty in, indicative um that the Chiefs are taking the higher ground here I agree um I think Mahomes is in a great position my quarterback that I particularly like is Jalen Hurts and he's the Mm. fourth cheapest on both sites he's cheaper than Mahomes Brady and Prescott he's 7700 on FanDuel he's 6100 on DraftKings and the thing that I love the most about Jalen Hurts is you do not have to stack him he does it himself yeah um he, I mean, you just don't have to stack him with a pass catcher because they are the number one running offense. Um, mm-hmm. And Hertz just loves to scramble and run the ball. They have designed run plays for him. Um, you know, he's had multi-touchdown weeks of him just yeah. running it into the end zone. I think this Eagles-Bucks game is going to be a real grit and grind game. The Eagles um, start off the year slow. They snuck it in. Um, so, in my opinion, you take the savings. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're getting here, you roll with Jalen Hurts, and then you look elsewhere to fill out your lineup. Um, I just, I think he's so cheap, um, and the amount that he contributes to the Philadelphia Eagles offense, percentage-wise, I mean, he really is the offense with his legs. Um, he's a better Tim Tebow um, 
because he just is a running back, basically. So I really like Jalen Hurts, um, and that's going to be my pay up QB. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, we've seen, you know, with Tampa, typically you don't want to attack them with the run, but we have seen scrambling quarterbacks have a lot of success. You know, Taysom Hills had some success against them. Josh Allen had some success against them. Jalen Hurts himself had some success against them earlier this year. So um, I definitely can see Hurts having a strong game on the ground. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I think a fade QB, um, Josh, would be Big Ben. Um, and we don't really talk about that one. I don't think that's a shocker to too right. many people. <laughs> but um, a nod to Big Ben in his last NFL season, um, pretty cool that he was able to go out and make it to the playoffs one last time. So mm-hmm. good note there. That gets, that gets the Steelers fans back on our good graces, Josh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So for the running backs, um, my – favorite running back to look out here actually Josh. let me get my notes up who while i'm doing that who do you think is your favorite running back um, oh mine is going to be elijah, elijah mitchell um 7400 on fanduel he's 5500 on DraftKings. you know i, I want to look back to when your broncos went into dallas and kind of shocked the nfl world yeah. and they went and they ran the football a lot yeah. and i think that san francisco is going to attack dallas with a similar game plan this week Denver ran the ball 41 times for 190 yards in that game. They controlled the time of possession 41 minutes to 18. Crazy. Um, you know, it's absolutely insane. And Kyle Shanahan is one to keep pounding the football if it's working, you know, and, and I think that he will have success. And even if it doesn't work, he'll keep running the football. You know, it's one thing we know about yeah. Shanahan. So um, I think that Mitchell's going to get a ton of carries. Um, just trying to keep Dak Prescott in the Dallas offense, which was ranked number one this year off the field. Um, he's averaged 23, Mitchell has averaged 23.6 carries per game in the last five starts. And I think that he'll see that many or more carries this week, you know, just trying to control that clock. Yeah. I love that you mentioned time of possession. Um, cause I actually do think a lot of people are going to look Prescott's way. I was looking his way as well. Um, cause he's mm-hmm. that good of a QB, um, great receivers to throw to. But you're right, the 49ers love running the ball. Um, and I love that you said that even more because you complimented um, my Denver Broncos. Um, so I appreciate that. But, yeah, I, I think Eli Mitchell, great great play. Um, they're going to run up the ball. So I did able to track – I was able to track down my notes again. Um, my favorite running back here is Leonard Fournette. Um, he plans to be activated off the IR. Um, same with Giovanni Bernard. And Robert Jones uh, – sorry, Ronald mm-hmm. Jones is doubtful to play. Yeah in this one um and Fournette had multiple tds before he went on the ir some of these bucks games um they just focused on the run um mm-hmm. there was a couple times where he just got all the usage and they barely passed the ball yeah. and with all the tampa bay pass catchers being out um you know you have a room of uh scotty miller you know um perryman grayson um, I think they look to Leonard Fournette. I'll also talk about Rob Gronkowski later, but I think they look to Leonard Fournette here. Um, and I think they pounded against the Eagles. Fournette, from all accounts, um, sounds healthy. He sounds um, ready to ride. Um, so I think he is a staple in my offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playoff Lenny, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll make I'll make one more note here um, on the running backs. Um, looking at the Chiefs. Running back options, uh, you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You also have Williams. Um, they're practically the same price. They are the same price on FanDuel. They're both 6600 on DraftKings. Um, CEH is 5500 and Williams is 5300 um, 
But because the Chiefs are a 12.5-point favorite against the Steelers, you know, there's most likely going to be a point where they're up in the game they're going to start running the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, CEH did not practice Thursday as well with Tyreek Hill. So mm-hmm. if CEH is out, I think Daryl Williams is a great play for your lineup because he's going to get, you know, 75% of the carries on the ground. Um, you know, if they split, I still like either of them if you go there because mm-hmm. of the game script. But, yeah. you know, if CEH is out, I love Daryl Williams even more. And I think he's a plug into your running back slot there. So that's enough there. Josh, we'll move on to the wide receivers here um, as we start to wrap up this pod. Um, who is your favorite wide receiver on the Sunday slate? Yeah, it's it's not too often you would think about pairing a wide receiver with running back from the same team, but the way that they use him, it kind of plays into the game plan. And uh, that's going to be Debo, Debo Samuel. Um, he's 8,100 on DraftKings. He's been their best player on offense this year. And like I said, they just use him in a variety of ways, um, including the running game. And last week against the Rams, he caught four passes for 95 yards on six targets. And he also had eight carries for 45 yards and a touchdown on the ground uh, for 29 DraftKings points. Um, it's a favorable matchup for doubt for um, Debo as the Cowboys have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. But like I said, they can use him on the ground. They can put him on an end around a bubble screen. There's a lot of ways that they'll get Debo involved. And uh, I don't expect that to change this week at all. Yeah, absolutely. I have Debo Samuel written down as my top pay-up wide receiver as well. Um, the Cowboys, I have the 21st ranked pass defense. They're mm-hmm. eighth overall. So that just kudos to their run defense. Yeah. Um, but kind of like we said earlier, San Francisco just loves to run the ball. Um, but they use Debo Samuel in everything of their mm-hmm. offensive scheme. So I think Debo Samuel is poised for you know a great showing. Cowboys are allowing 255 yards per game through there um so i think it's a great call for me i'll go to the other side of the ball i do like amari cooper as a gpp play um like we said we have some reservations about clock management in this game for a gpp perspective if the cowboys were to hold on to the ball move the ball around i think amari cooper is a great option um he is 200 cheaper than cd lamb of both sites um he's 7100 on fanduel 5900 on DraftKings. Um, in the last three games, uh, respectively, Cooper has gotten seven targets, seven targets, and 11 targets. And CeeDee Lamb has had less targets than Cooper in all three of those games. So the fact that he's cheaper, he grades out as a better wide receiver um, from PFF against San Francisco. And San Francisco has been um, real prone to some deep balls um, or letting up some big plays, um, which is why I like Cooper um, and some of these other Cowboys pass catchers as GPP, Russell Gage, had a big game against San Francisco, and they were all on deep balls for Atlanta. Um, so I think you can really look at that being the same. Um, so for that reason, I like Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I do like Amari Cooper, and I also like another Cowboy in this game. Uh, it's going to be Cedric Wilson. He's 6,000 on FanDuel, 4,300 on DraftKings. Um, he's been really effective for Dallas since Michael Gallup went down with his injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last two games, he was targeted six times in each game. Um, he had five receptions for 119 yards and two touchdowns against Philadelphia for 31.9 DraftKings points and six receptions for 35 yards in the touchdown against Arizona. Um, San Francisco has allowed the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So they're right there, you know, with Dallas when it comes to fantasy points to wide receivers. And at 4,300, I mean, if we can get 15, you know, DraftKings points from Wilson, yeah. we'll be thrilled. But if we get 30, we'll be winning some, you know, tournaments, hopefully. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's commanded at least five targets in each of his last six starts. Um, he's much cheaper than Cooper or Lamb, um, so I think you can definitely look there. Um, doesn't have to just be a GPP there. Um, I mm-hmm. think Cedric Wilson's a great play. Um, I think another value wide receiver, last one to add, is if Tyreek Hill is out, you can look at both Hardman and Pringle, but I would look at Pringle. He's going to be the number two wide receiver um, behind Kelsey. Um, Hardman ran a route on 87% of Mahomes' dropbacks last week, had 103 receiving yards, so I think a lot of people are going to look Hardman's way. However, in the past games before that, Pringle has been out-snapping and out-route running Hardman by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Um, Pringle still saw eight eight targets of his own um, in that last game. So he is going to be the number two wide receiver. I think if Tyreek Hill is out, um, I think Pringle definitely makes his way into my lineup. Yeah. yeah. And he outperformed Hardman in that game when they played the Steelers the first time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Josh, um, what are you thinking for the tight ends here? Yeah, for me, it's going to be Gronkowski, um, 7,400 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. Uh, we've got three really you know, elite options at the tight end position on Sunday with Gronk, Kelsey, and Kittle. Uh, but my favorite is Gronkowski. Tampa's without Godwin and AB has left the team. So um, Gronk, Gronk and Evan should see the highest, you know, obviously the highest percentage of targets as Brady has the most chemistry with those guys and in the playoffs. So one rely on those guys that he trusts the most, obviously. So um, nobody really fits that description better than Gronk. And I think that he'll be targeted early and often against Philadelphia. They can use Darius Slay to cover Mike Evans. He held, you know, Evans to two catches for 27 yards in their week six matchup. And the Eagles have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So everything directly points towards Gronk. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Love Gronkowski. Love what you said about Mike Evans as well. Um, he would be that number one, you know, wide receiver option. But like you said, Darius Slay is a very good corner. Um, so I think Gronk, great position. Um, I think it's also pretty funny how they made sure he got his bonus um, yeah. towards the end of the year. Um, so, you know, that's pretty funny. But also, you know, Brady and Gronk just have, you know, talk about playoff chemistry, yeah. right? Um, yeah, exactly. Pretty insane. So, uh, another tight end I like is Dallas Goddard um, because of his red zone production. It's just been through the roof after Zachary's left um, to the Cardinals. And I actually think it could be quite different to get a two tight end lineup in there. Um, you could go Rob Gronkowski yeah. and Goddard. Goddard's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. He's 5,900 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings. Um, I think those two options are my top options. Um, fading Kelsey, um, not because he's a bad play. Um, on the field, but he's a bad play in DFS. Um, right. He's priced up so high. You can get to these other guys. We don't think the game's going to be close. So I actually think a two tight end matchup um, or lineup wouldn't be too bad, Josh. No, I totally agree. And if there is a two tight end lineup, the most people are going to go to it is going to be Gronk and Kelsey. So that's that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Sweet, Josh. We're wrapping it up here. Uh, finally here, what is who is your defense uh, you like the best on Sunday? Uh, on Sunday, it's definitely going to be Kansas City. Um, they're 4,800 on FanDuel, 3,300 on DraftKings. They have the fifth best scoring defense this season at home, allowing only 17.6 points per game. Um, and in their Week 16 matchup, they held the Steelers to 10 points. They forced two fumbles and an interception for 12 uh, DraftKings points. And then um, the Steelers, you know, they scored the 11th fewest points per game this season on the road. 
And I think that in this game, they're going to be playing from behind. The Steelers are, and Steve Spagnuolo is going to dial up a lot of blitzes, which is going to lead to some turnovers, uh, just like we saw in the first matchup. Couldn't agree more. The Chiefs have been on a tear since they started off pretty slow to start the year, um, but they're up there with the Patriots and the Bills for just the best defenses um, since halfway point through the year. Um, yeah. And le- like we keep pounding into the ground, um, I would expect the Chiefs to move on in the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. but we we shall see. Um, Josh, that does it for us for the Saturday and Sunday NFL. Um, like we said earlier, a Monday podcast will be coming out for the Rams-Cardinals game. Um, but, Josh, is there anything else you want to add here? I think I think we got it pretty well, man. I think that uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, you know, just to sit down and watch all these games and see how they play out and predict the yeah. matchups for the next round and, you know, just – Going to have to keep myself busy while I'm waiting for the Packers game. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't wait for, till the next round. Oh, I know. Um, but no. we've, got all these, we've got all these guys coming back now from injury. Yep. They haven't played all year, like Darius Smith and David Bakhtiari and Jair Alexander yep. missed most of the year. So um, we should be loaded, you know, ready for a it's Super the, Bowl run, I hope. It's the Avengers assembling. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think we have great, uh, great games here. We're going to be giving out – uh, FanDuel lineups, DraftKings clipboard, Yahoo lineups uh, for the single games, for the slates. Um, we're going to get you in there. So again, go to DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up for a membership. You know, if you liked what you heard on the pod, leave us a comment and a like down below. Happy to hear from you guys. Um, go follow us on DFS Coach Talk as well on Twitter. Um, and again, come on in and join us uh, for this great Saturday, Sunday NFL um, as we absolutely look to crush it in NFL DFS. Thanks, everyone.